the one Jägermeister shot you miss, it is going to help you buy a car in the future. I was always into the stock market. I mean, I remember investing in shares, direct shares, when I was 13 years old. And so I, I would always say, if you have a FD and if it's reaching its maturity rather than starting another one, shift to debt funds. The coronavirus can keep us at our homes for one, two, three, four, five months. But that does not mean businesses are going to stop. That does not mean 1.2 billion people in India are going to come on the roads jobless. Right. Human nature is not going to change. Exactly. The intrinsic value of we are survivors. So this is much worse than what happened in 2008. So what this means is that the reset button has just been pressed much harder. And looking say 10 years down the line, you're, we can expect to have massive returns in the next coming decade. Could you tell me about CCS? So CCS was a company which was basically founded in November in 2018. So we've almost cro we've crossed a year and a few months here and there. So we started off basically with by selling mutual funds to our clients and a few very specific clients by giving them direct equity options, that is direct entry into the share market. Okay. So basically what we do at CCS is we make a very customized and dynamic plan for our client ranging right from a salaried person for uh, somewhere like a salaried person starting from 10,000 rupees per month to anywhere to a lump sum amount of about 50 to 1 crore. Okay. So something like that. And how do you come up with it? I was always into the stock market. I mean, I remember investing in shares, direct shares when I was 13 years old. Okay. So, I mean, on my father's account because yeah. you could not open a DMAT account based on my yeah. age. Yeah. So, I think I got the inspiration from my grandfather who started investing in shares when he was not, okay, he was not 18, but somewhere yeah. around 20 to 25. So, yeah. he started buying shares of Reliance and all when they were in single or double digit numbers. Right. So I think I always had an interest in the stock market through him. Okay. But I got more into it as I started reading up and everything similar. Okay. <laughs> what was the process like starting CCS? The process of starting CCS was quite simple I would say because we already have a team in place. I mean in the sense that we, we knew what the procedure was. So it was not technically a startup. Okay. So it was always like the registration and everything was quite similar because there are a lot of mutual fund distributors even in the state of Goa, hmm. let alone India. But the thing was we wanted to be separate from them in the sense that what we offer is not similar to them because we do, a, a, see most of the companies do a quarterly review, we do something like a fortnight review. So every somewhere around 15 to 20 days we do a review and whatever changes are there we suggested and we do not look at the we we the only thing we look at when we look at a client's investment is basically the funds and not the commissions and not the brokerage and nothing like that. Okay. So something similar to that. And what is the target audience that you're looking at? <clears throat> so the basic target audience that we look at is a salaried person, like I said, right from a two to three thousand SIP all the way to a lump sum amount of anywhere from I mean the sky's the limit basically. Yeah. So tomorrow if we get a client who is ready to invest 100 crores, we're not going to say no. Yeah. So we don't have a upper limit to it, but but the lower limit is somewhere around 2,500. Okay. And what's your background like? 
So I basically did my BBA from Symbiosis University, uh, SCMS in Pune. So I was there for three years. So I did and a multitude of other courses pertaining to the stock market. And yeah, you can introduce yeah, So I just finished my annual graduation from IIM Indore. Okay. And I'm a summer analyst at CCS right now. And I'll be starting my MBA at IIM Indore uh, later this year in August. Okay. Uh, what do you think the importance is of investing and especially for young people? Why should young people be investing right now? So what, what we forget is, I mean, the stock market is not, a, it doesn't generate returns on a short period unless you're a trader. So a trader is basically... You like buy, a day trader. Yeah, like a day trader. Basically somebody who buys something on Monday and even sells it on Tuesday for that matter, not only daily. So not everybody skilled in that field. And okay. There's a lot of risk involved also. Right. <coughs> so what happens is the stock market basically or mutual funds because mutual funds are basically stock markets but a safer version of it. Mm. So the stock market is the best performing asset of all time in the world. So if you look at the historical data, the stock market gives you the best returns. Mm. So we thought, I mean the beauty of the stock market is Every two years, there's a turn. For example, in 2008, there was a crash. Right. The financial housing market bubble crashed in the US. Every market fell almost like 20-30%, similar to what we are seeing right now. But in almost two, uh, about one and a half years to two years, the stock market was back up. Right. So what happens is if you are invested for the long term and if you have a SIP, you get to take advantage of all those drops and buy, buy shares through mutual funds at a dirt cheap rate. Okay. And the longer you're invested, the better the returns you will get. Okay. So something similar to keeping your money in a savings account or a FD. FD gives you a fixed rate of income, hmm. whereas the your upper limit is capped. Right. Whereas for example, if FD gives you 7%, it won't give you 20% just be because the economy is growing. Right. And right now the inflation in India is so high hmm. or moderate levels that the FD is not really helping you earn. It is just breaking even after taxes, after everything. So the stock market and I started investing when I was 13. I have shares which I have held for 7 years and those shares right now are my babies basically because I've made a killing on them and I continue to do so because I was invested for the long term. Right. And also coming to why start young, basically when you invest there are two aspects to your investments and money management. You have this thing called the time value of money which basically says that money today is more important than money tomorrow. Right. And also the entire art of compounding. Mm. So what happens in uh, in investments related to mutual funds and the equities is compounding. So basically you have a, a sum of money that grows and you get interest on that and so on. So it's basically an exponential growth. And at the end of the day, what if you start young, what is going to ensure is that you're going to have a very great deal of financial security, say 10 years, 20 years, 30 years down the line, mm. which allows you to actually take many more financial risks when you're older in life. So say, say you want to start a business 10 years down the line. That's the reason you should start investing today. So you can actually leverage your investments and take bigger risks in the future. So you have freedom. Exactly. So you have freedom to live yes. your own life. So it's actually being very prudent <coughs> about your wealth management. So basic example is I remember in college we had a professor who was telling us how he's, he's a middle class professor. Wait, before we go <laughs> and uh, tell us what SIP means for everybody. Who uh, SIP is basically a systematic investment plan. So okay. for example, if you start a SIP of 10,000 rupees, basically what it does is 10,000 rupees from your bank is deducted every month unless you tell it 
tell inform us that you want to stop it okay so what that does is but you would be like why should i invest 10000 a month i can just give a check of 1.2 lakh for the entire year but what happens is a sip lets you uh, chip out and reduce the pr- buying price of the mutual fund uh, funds basically because for example right now if you had a sip going on you could invest right now when the market is down 30% right whereas if you bought the same amount in december you would be sitting on the loss of about 30% right. right now whereas if you have a sip it lets you take advantage of the dips in the market and it forms your portfolio in such a way that you your overall buy prices are much lesser than the actual current prices giving you better chances of uh, being profitable also people often ask why sips <coughs> why mutual funds why the equity markets well the simple reason is if you actually look at indian society we are very conservative when it comes to multiplying our money there are one of two things that people in india traditionally do it's either invest in gold or invest in real estate right. now as you can see over the last few years especially after demonetization mm-hmm. the real estate market has taken a hammering and after the covid 19 it's just going to get worse so it's time that indians actually went out there and started exploring more innovative forms of investments because you look at the americans and the europeans they are investing in a wide plethora of investment instruments and right. india is slowly getting there and sips mutual funds the stock market is basically a stepping stone for indians to actually you know break the shackles of them being conservative and go out and explore in the market so for example indian women hold more gold then the world bank and america and a couple of countries combined wow so that's a substantial size so what mm-hmm. happens is we as like uh, kavel just said we as a country are very conservative mm-hmm. for example the indian the goan i'll give you the goan example the goan mutual fund market is about 16000 crores including both the instruments of equity and debt but if you look at the uh, fi- fixed deposit uh, amounts they are somewhere around 80 to 90000 crores wow. so that's a huge amount to yeah. invest but the problem is i mean it's a slow and steady game it's not going to be overnight where people are just decide that okay mutual funds are better in shift mm. but the change is coming and as you can see there are a lot of ads also released by amfi which the mutual funds are ai ads so those basically are encouraging people to take the dive into better investment opportunities okay you were talking about your professor Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. The the professor he, he gave us a very beautiful example. He was like in the middle class professor. He was earning somewhere around in the early forties, forty thousand a month. Hmm. So what he he just gotten a baby daughter. He just she just gotten born about two three months back. So what he said was he in he invests exactly five thousand rupees a month in her name. Okay. Monthly. So hmm. that's. that's about and what the basic plan was that my kid is going to be a multi millionaire by the time she's 18 right because there are there's 18 years of compound interest right and compound interest is something that i cannot explain to you in a podcast <laughs> i will need to eight hour podcast yeah. to explain to you compound interest yeah so basically the beauty of the stock market is the longer you invest in the better returns you get hmm. and the safer returns you get because it helps you average down your costs okay also when it comes to the stock markets <coughs> your temperament and your attitude towards the market is often what decides your returns much more than finding the right stocks and that is why it's always a good rule of thumb to never get too emotional with the markets do not you know actually get attached to the markets instead follow set rules and you will be set right 
since you're targeting a young audience uh, uh, some of them might not know what a stock what the stock market is or what it means when you say you're investing in a stock so could you talk about that a bit so basically stocks are the uh, the funds the biggest companies in india are listed on the stock market something like reliance or tata or multitude of others something like itc which might relate to a lot of your younger audience <laughs> because they produce gold flake also right so for example what they do is they the the in order to grow they need to sell a stake in their company and the people who buy it are people like you and me Mm-hmm. who don't have a lot of money with them but they have enough money that they can buy 1 2 10 shares of that company so there are millions of people like us who help them grow and when they are profitable by if they are profitable the share market rises mm-hmm. and then you can sell it and make a profit on it because it's a very symbiotic <coughs> relationship when you yeah. as an investor yeah. give your money to the company <coughs> it lets them take steps that will let them grow and at the same time you are getting your returns on it as well so it's extremely symbiotic there's a sort of a synergy in play Whereas, whereas a mutual fund, the reason it is much safer is a mutual fund is a AMC, that's an asset management company which pools in everybody's money, like thousands of people's money. Like, need a thousand rupee or a one lakh uh, rupee investment, they pool in their money together and they buy into a multitude of shares. Okay. So, for example, a single mutual fund can hold the top fifty shares of the Nifty. Okay that is the index in India which we base our assumptions on you can go ahead and explain nifty okay so basic, basically nifty 50 that's a, that's a saying you might hear a lot of something like a sensex and a nifty hmm. that's on most of the news channels right so nifty basically comprises of the 50 biggest companies in India and sensex does the same uh, of the top 30 okay so they are basically the bse and nse that's the bombay stock exchange and the national stock exchange right so basically that acts like a benchmark for how the country is doing hmm. so for example when you look at each financial markets in the world you always look at something like a nasdaq yes that's the new york stock exchange right. or new york stock exchange for that matter right. so they are basically like a benchmark about how the country is doing right so it's basically you can say as a sort of a scale a sort of an indicator that actually indicates how well the businesses in your company or in your country are doing so if nifty is higher than indian business yes yeah, so yeah. a growth in any of these indices actually means uh, a progress in the health of the businesses in your country so for example the the basic assumption the basic reality is if the nifty rises by a thousand points that means the below 50 companies that the benchmark is made up of are rising right that means the reason they are rising is because they are giving better returns and they are being more profitable and when they are more profitable the country is more profitable okay by the way by way of taxes and other employment opportunities right and why are mutual funds better mutual funds are better for the for for the basic layman because he or she cannot sit in front of the computer and trade daily because you they might have a separate job that they have to get to and mutual funds also are much better pertaining to safety okay because for example when i buy a single share of let's say reliance hmm. and that share falls by 500 points hypothetically that is a 500 point loss i'm looking at Right. Whereas if I buy in a mutual fund, a large cap equity fund, whichever one it might be, there's a team of ten to twenty people doing their extensive research, and those people are way more educated in those fields than we are. Mm. So what they do is they pool their uh, collective brains and their skills and all the indicators and everything, and invest in a multitude of shares. 
Right. So each large cap fund will have anywhere between 30 to 60 stocks. Okay. So what happens is your the chances of you getting a large dip or your portfolio falling substantially are much lesser because your winners are pro- your losers are protected by your exactly. Winners. So right. when something is falling, something has to rise. Mm-hmm. It's similar to that. So basically, a mutual fund helps you balance it out. And for example, most of our clients right now, uh, the global markets have fallen almost about 30%, 25 to 30%, slightly recovering and it's a uh, seesaw right now, basically, Mm -hmm. essentially. So what happens is most of our clients right now are not looking at a loss at all. Mm -hmm. The loss uh, compared to the actual crash is nothing because we had planned it in such a way. Right. Corona, we believe that Corona was just the match on the gasoline can. It's like a trigger. It was exactly. basically a house of cards waiting. It was, it was already falling hmm. because it had, it, the rubber band had stretched too much. So the Corona was only basically the last pull. So that was the only reason. But we were quite, we were quite bearish. So basically a bull and a bear. That's the terms that stock market analysts and everybody use. Basically the bull because if the market is rising, it's called a bull cool. because the bull uses its horn to throw its prey on top. Right. and the bear pulls you down right. so it's basically the markets are going up it's the bull and if it's going down it's the bear so we were very bearish on the market before corona also okay so covid was just a reason actually so right. we had planned our investments in such a way that the clients were not affected a lot shorts yeah not not shorts not mutual okay. funds doesn't don't have shorts okay we had put them in debt funds okay debt funds are similar to fds okay. but in my opinion, a lot safer than FDs and give better returns than FDs. Okay. When I was 13 and uh, I wanted to invest based on whatever society had taught me at that point, my thought was to go and put it in a bank. Exactly. And that's what I like. That that's what an, that I would have been putting it in an FD. Hmm. And that's what most people think investing is. Hmm. Why would Someone, but an FD offers some level of security. Like you said, we are a conservative society. And uh, when you invest in the FD, you you know that you're going to get that 7%. But why do you think mutual funds are better than FDs? So for example... And you can talk about why you think that it is that way right now in this time. Exactly. So what, what I think it's it's the idea that has been drilled into our head for generations that FDs are safe. Hmm. For example, if you take a FD of 50 lakh rupees, and tomorrow it's giving you a 7% interest rate a year, hypothetically. And if the bank goes bust, they're liable to pay you 5 lakh rupees. So yeah. you will lose 45 lakhs of your investment. Okay. Because the by law they are allowed to they are legally allowed legally allowed to pay you 5 lakh rupees. So you're losing 45 lakhs. Whereas if you invest the same in a proper debt fund, the the debt funds are basically better versions of mutual funds mm. and they are completely 100% collateralized somewhere around 85 to 95% collateralized and the remaining are government bonds mm. so it's very very secure okay so i i would always say if you have a fd and if it's reaching its maturity rather than starting another one shift to debt funds because okay. the beauty of debt funds is there are there are no exit loads basically so what i mean by that is fd if you need the money urgently you have to break the fd right whereas in debt funds you can put it on monday and take it out on wednesday hmm. that's the liquidity that it offers so it's a very beautiful mode of investment and debt funds are basically for the very conservative uh, investors 
so we have a lot of clients who are like we do not want great returns we want basic returns that are very very ultra safe returns so we put them in a pure debt fund portfolio and they are performing much better than the fd would they are performing somewhere on 8.5 to 9% a year and what we at ccs do <coughs> is basically offer you twice the security and twice the assurance so basically like we said mutual funds and debt funds are very diversified instruments and that is what makes them safe because they actually spread their funds over a very large amount of companies mm-hmm. what we do is add another layer of uh, security to the client because we ourselves also diversify amongst mutual funds and debt funds so what that offers you is basically a two layer protection against volatility in the exactly. market and when someone invests in you how hands on do they have to be do they have do they uh, what what <laughs> No, the, the, the beauty, I mean, since there's a huge rise in mutual fund investments because of the ads and a lot of people getting educated on the subject, majority of the companies have become online Okay. and this COVID has just pushed them further. Hmm. So I can sit in my cabin and send you all the links that you just have to do the payments for. Hmm. And it's a five minute process. If you're an existing investor, it's a five minute process. If you're not, there's a PAN card and Aadhaar card registration that needs to be done which takes about two days. So if you want to invest, it takes about four days to get invested. Okay. And when it comes for the cl- when it comes for a potential client to approach us, we actually have a sit down with the client, a detailed yeah. meeting where we discuss expectations. We also discuss risk appetite, what the client is looking at. And on the basis of that, we actually curate a very beautiful portfolio that suits the interests of the client. So I, th- I think what sets us apart is we don't have a standardized plan for example, if a client comes, we don't have a ABCD portfolio ready for them. We kind of start off with a blank board and take the inputs of the client and make a plan for him or her. Because what that allows is not everybody is comfortable with pure equity or pure debt or that amount of safety or that amount of risk. Hmm. So we, what we do is we start off with a blank slate. We take inputs from the client about the needs or the job security or the goals in 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, because not everybody is 60, right? Some some 25 year old might want to start something. Right. So we plan stuff like that. And again, coming to the question of why start early, that's simply because when you come to us at say the age of 24 or 25, we can actually put you in certain product lines where we can offer you a higher rate of uh, returns, but there will also be a slight increment in risk. Yes. But this is not something the average person can afford when they come say at the age of 40 to 45. Right. So when you start early, you start in your 20s, that's what you get. You you get, uh, let's just say a much more so, larger so, playing field. So the basic formula is the older you are, the lesser risk you would take. Because you can have more responsibility. Exactly. So you, you need more liquidity in your hand so tomorrow for example god forbid you have to go through an operation or you need something for whatever reason so you need that cash in hand a lot more than when you're 25 if you have a stable job when you're 25 Mm -hmm. and your only job prospects are only going to grow that means you have a standard income and you can go through a larger risk averse portfolio so what, what that allows is we can put you in a much more profit, long-term profitability portfolio. So when you turn 60, you can just be like, I have enough money for the operation and a new car. Right. So I don't have to work more. I can retire in peace with my wife and my kids hmm. or my husband and my kids. Yeah. Also, 
say you are a youngster in the, in their twenties or thirties, <coughs> the first idea that ha- that <coughs> comes to your mind on the day that you receive your salary is to assume that you have earned only seventy percent of it. The remaining thirty percent, you should just you know just put it put into it an investment exactly. instrument and just forget about it. Right. So if you earn say a lakh a month. Say, just imagine that you consider you are earning seventy thousand a month. Okay. That thirty thousand is not to be touched; it goes straight into your investments. Hmm. So that goes into a direct SIP. So what that assume that what that what that means is basically when you go partying or you go to a restaurant or whatever, you mentally prepare yourself that you earn seventy thousand rupees. Hmm. So I have to survive on seventy thousand rupees a month. Right. I do not have one lakh. Yeah, it doesn't belong. The yeah, the yeah. thirty doesn't belong. Doesn't belong to you. Yeah. So when we talk about that, the compounding interest, that same thirty lakhs, the one Jagermeister shot that you missed, hmm. assuming you drink yeah. twice a week, yeah, the one Jagermeister shot you miss, it is going to help you buy a car in the future, hmm. and only based on thirty percent of your investment. Right. So not even a large portion of it. So right. what we believe at CCS is. That whatever your income is, be it as small as twenty thousand or as high as let's say five lakhs per annum, because not five lakhs per month. Hmm. So thirty percent of that has to go into a SIP, okay, or a direct investment module. Right. Um. So it's going to be hard. Yeah. Not everybody can do that. Right. I mean, see, when you get your money, you want to spend it. Right. See, we we talk about the U.S. and everybody because you know, they buy cars, they have everything. Like McDonald's workers have AirPods and iPhones hmm. because they have zero savings. Right. That's why the government right now in the U.S. needs to pay their people because of the COVID crisis. Whereas Indians, we we are one of the largest saving countries. Okay. So majority of our money is in the bank. Right. If we earn let's say hundred rupees, we will spend twenty rupees. Right. But the problem is the eighty that we keep. Are in FDs, right? You can't really touch them. The same FDs, if you put it in better investment options, you'll earn much more. Hmm. That's all we're saying. So you're going the right way, but not the full. Exactly. Hmm. And so, from what I understand, you'll choose people's investment strategies based on their goals. Yes, exactly. All right. Goals. There are multitude of factors. Aspirations. Goals, age, aspirations. Right. Stuff like that. Uh, how do you think COVID has affected the market? personally for the existing investors yeah. who are not uh, who are not safely put into portfolios like unlike ours yeah. uh, what happened is a direct equity portfolio was down almost 30 40% because the global markets crashed it's not like only the indian markets crashed so what that means is i look at it i look at everything in a positive light mm. this is the best time to invest mm. i always believe the best time to invest was in 2008 Alright. Where stocks were dirt cheap. Yeah. This nothing happened to the stock. The stock is still profitable. Right. Because of the global sentiments, the stock is down. Hmm. So it is basically like, why would you sell? My grandfather always told me that the stock market is like a knife. When you're throwing it up, that's when you want to throw it, right? When it's falling, you don't want to catch it. Hmm. So why do you want to sell when the markets are falling? Hmm. It's stupid. Tomorrow, if you have a real estate land of one lakh rupees. If the market uh, falls and it's like fifty thousand rupees, would you sell it? Then why would you sell your stocks? Right. You trust your stocks. Tomorrow you know that that company is good. It's going to rise again. Rather than exiting and booking a thirty percent loss, just stay in it, invest more, get your buy average down, and you can make much more money. Hmm. So right now we are living in the best time to invest. Okay. When I was born. 
sorry to cut you yeah. when i was born the stock market was 8000 points mm. right now last year it made a high of 42000 that's a that's a time frame of 20 years right so it's basically now's the time to look at the stock market as say a rebirth hmm. because this is much worse than what happened in 2008 so right. what this means is that the reset button has just been pressed much harder hmm. and looking say 10 years down the line you we can expect to have massive returns in the next coming decade so basically what will happen is we need to look at a time horizon of 10 years you cannot expect substantial returns in the next year Hmm. you need to set your what we have started doing for majority for new clients is planning a 10 year plan hmm. because we have explained to them that it is going to be next to impossible to provide them substantial returns in the short term hmm. because when we look at the covid 19 crisis the each and every business is losing money right there's not a single business making money hmm. except sanitizers probably yeah. but everything other than that is not making money right and for example the oil crisis or the automobile crisis has literally it was before corona also but corona was just the match in the haystack basically so what that right now we are at ground zero hmm. there is only up right. we cannot fall down further okay. so we look at a 10 year horizon and we invest in that way you will look at wonders i mean i wish i had more money with me <laughs> to invest right now right. because i have invested almost 80 to 90% of my personal corpus right because if i had more money to invest i would love to invest right there's this bill gates saying <coughs> that uh, everybody overestimates what they can do in 10 months and underestimates what they can do in 10 exactly. years that that again brings us back to the point of actually controlling your temperament when it comes to working with stocks right. so one thumb rule is follow if you know have the right temperament and secondly never follow the herd because what the herd is doing is definitely going to bring you to a loss right so you think now is the best time for people to get into the market and start most with? definitely right if you were if you are not invested in 2008 mm. right now would be the best time to invest you don't think we're going towards a recession or anything like that we are definitely. we will definitely go into a recession yeah. but the stock market like i said beat uh, 2008 or any crisis before that even the great depression yeah the stock market rose in two years mm. historically I mean as much as we want to say that the corona thing is great if you look at the death rate even though a lot of people have died a lot more than should have than they should have if you look at the other pandemics in the world this is not a great pandemic the only problem is people are staying home which is obviously very very good yeah. but that affects the businesses right so what what that means is the overall companies in the world in the entire world not only india are going to suffer there is obviously going to be a recession but at the same time this is the best time to invest for long term growth okay. because when you when you talk about recession other person's misery for example reliance is not being able to sell its oil hmm. that means that the reliance stock market stock price would be less right you would want to buy it when it's less right hmm. why would you want to buy it when it's 2000 bucks Right now, when it's thousand, two thousand, thousand two hundred or eight hundred, I I remember buying Reliance when it was somewhere around seven hundred, hmm. and I had that aspiration that or or that goal that it's going to reach two thousand. Hmm. It made a high of one thousand six hundred or something. So a long-term investor can make a killing. Also, every time we think of stock market disasters, these there are these two magical words that should come to mind, and that's natural recovery. So everything that goes down very soon comes up. You just have to give it like a couple of years at max. Right. So, for example, the real estate market is somewhere around five to six years. 
so for example the rise is every 5 to 6 years and the drop is like every 5 to 6 years so basically the stock market the recovery time is less than 2 years okay so for example the beauty of a sip like the the reason i stress on the sip for a long term investor is for example if you have a 20 year horizon and every decade there are two depressions something similar to corona i mean not the pandemic but the drop right so the sip lets you have two opportunities to buy it at dirt cheap hmm. so your overall buy price is very less and the gains that you will make will be exponential and this always works cyclically so if you just turn back the clock 20 years you had the dot com bubble in the late right, 90s exactly. then yeah. you had the 2008 and now you have covid 19 right. so it's actually cyclical at so that point in time people get really afraid right. but it's just going to be so, so basically what happened is people in 1920s during the great depression said that okay this is the end of the stock market we are all going to die <laughs> nothing is going to happen if we have money we'll go bankrupt everything will shut yeah everything grew right i mean the stock market's on new highs Right. Then after that, a lot of inside thing. I mean, a lot of crashes happened. But the next major it's one. It's a cycle. Exactly. I was just going to read Dalio talking about it. And the next it. major one is 2008. Right. That time, people are like, okay, everybody is going to die. There's no money. The stock markets are crashing. Everything is finished. Hmm. It made a new high. Hmm. Right now, it, it made a new high. At least in India, it made a new high of about forty-two thousand. Hmm. It fell down to about thirty thousand. Right now, we're at twenty-five, thirty thousand. Hmm. So it it is not the end. the corona virus can keep us at our homes for 1 2 3 4 5 months but that does not mean businesses are going to stop that does right. not mean 1.2 billion people in india are going to come on the roads jobless right human nature is not going to change exactly the yeah. intrinsic value we are survivors hmm. as a as a species hmm. we survive everything you take us to antarctica and drop us there without anything a lot will die but a lot will survive yeah whereas if you do the same thing to a tiger he will die hmm. because we are intrinsically adaptable to a lot of things right uh <coughs> could you talk about goa's current aum and how it holds so, up against rest of india yeah. basically the aum is the asset under management so when we calculate it for a state it means each and every company for example including us there must be hundreds of others so all of our aums combined the aum according to 2018 data was somewhere around 16000 crores which might sound like a large amount hmm. and it is definitely but when you look at the fd deposits which is about 80000 crores there's a huge gap up and there's a lot of room for improvement that is available hmm. and but, but at the same time we need to be proud as goans because the beauty of it is the state of goa with a population of about 20 lakh yeah has the same aum uh, compared to the population of bihar hmm. bihar has a aum of 16000 crores okay and it has a population of about 10 crores right so the goan population compared to the bihar population the aum is the same hmm. so the benefit goans have as a whole we are one of the top 5 at least the most educated country uh, states states Right. So what happens then? We have a very high standard of living hmm. compared to the other. Uh, for example, a person who can afford a house in Goa would be staying in a one BHK flat in Bombay. So we have a lot of educated, decent, earning people. So what happens is Goa has the best chance to grow and become a financial state where majority of the money is in Goa. Rather than going out into other things. All right. Uh, 
we'll close with any notes that you have for young people or any advice for people about where they should invest or how you can help them just contact us you can get us you can get in touch with us through our facebook page or i think we can put up our numbers or yeah, email sure. accounts at the end of it yeah but don't get worried about the entire corona thing at least pertaining to the financial markets this is the best time to invest if you're a new investor okay. and if you're an existing investor this is the best time to top up your investments what i mean by that is if you have something add more to it hmm. reduce your buy prices so that will make you do wonders so contact us if you need to need a very customized plan for your needs Because I'm not a man.